Hello everybody, and welcome to another Monday edition of Straight Outta Klein 2.0. With me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Tarl. And I'm not gonna lie, the man flu is still quite present. And it's so weird because I still have a bit of a, like, a stuffy nose. And, like, you know, like, I, I'm often having to go up to the sitting room or to the kitchen just to grab a tissue. But it's, it's the cough. The cough is just not going away. So, I'm going to apologize in advance for any coughs that you hear on this episode. I will do my best, my absolute and utter best, to try and not cough. And I will also do my best to edit out any coughs that do appear. But it can be hard sometimes, especially when you are mid-conversation. And I thought for a second there I was about to get into a fit of coughing, but thankfully that wasn't the case. So this episode is one that uh, I'm doing for a couple of reasons. One, I'm not going to lie, it's out of boredom. Secondly, it's a bit of a follow-up to Friday's episode, which I really enjoyed, and I felt like I've got to talk an awful lot about certain things that I wanted to get off my chest. And to be fair, the reaction, (coughs) there's cough number one, the reaction was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that was something that was... Really refreshing, because in this day and age, oh my god, if you have any little, slight different opinion from what a lot of people think, it can go very, very wrong. But, uh, I suppose I do need to talk about some people who reached out and disagreed at what I said, but were quite respectful in what they had to say. And I suppose one thing that was pointed out, and it's a story that I can't believe I forgot to tell on the actual episode, but I'm gonna tell it now. So, someone, who will remain nameless, uh, that reached out to me, said that they agreed with the person who said to me that you can't just choose what parts of the LGBT community you support, and that choosing a gender is different because it's what's inside you. Okay, let's talk about that. So in that same conversation I had with the person who said you can't choose what parts of the LGBT community uh, that you support, I brought up to this person how there are some people out there who are saying they want to use the pronouns none slash avoid. And the person I was speaking to said, yeah, but like, but they're not really a thing though. And I was like, oh, aren't they? Which is kind of funny that uh, she referred to them as they and not the, the pronouns that they apparently want to use, which is none, apparently. And she said, well, yeah, like they're not really a thing. And I was like, So, are you not choosing what parts of the LGBT community you support by saying they're not really a thing? Like, there's so many inconsistencies with it. There was a great video I saw on TikTok from uh, a guy, I believe his name is Egghead Chris. And despite having the name Egghead, he made such a good point about something that really puts into perspective what this ideology, a word I tried not to use on Friday, but I'm going to use it here, it's, it really put into perspective what uh, this ideology is all about. So, there's been a bit of backlash on Twitter recently, when, like, you know, let's be honest, when, when is there not backlash on Twitter? I mean, Twitter nearly died a few days ago, according to the app itself. <coughs> Excuse me. But there was this big debate about the word cisgender. I will never, ever refer to myself as cisgender. I think that's a made-up term 
to suit this leftist ideology for people who say like people who want to say that they are just a man or a woman and these people on the ideology side want to go oh so you're cisgender they're like trying to make it a part of what they believe in and actually instead of like me talking about it in a kind of you know um what's the word i'm looking for instead of me like trying to like uh quote it without quoting it verbatim i'm just going to play the video for you and this guy makes some excellent points and it might it might change your perspective on it so here's what egghead chris had to say we need to talk about the word cisgendered because it's incorrect it's wrong it doesn't make sense now recently i've seen quite a few women on this app speaking out about the term cisgendered saying that they don't want to be referred to as a cis woman or a cisgendered woman. They are a woman. They were born a woman. They identify as a woman. Therefore, they are a woman. People on the other side of the argument are saying, no, it's not your choice. You are cisgendered. You are a cis woman. Whether you like it or not, that's what you are. Cis means on the same side of or the same as. It's, it's a, a Latin term. So that's what you are. You are a cis woman. And the women who have been speaking out about it have been getting hate. Just for saying, don't call me a cis woman, call me a woman. They've been getting called uh, transphobic. They've been getting all sorts of nasty comments their way. Just because they want people to respect their gender identity. Now, there's two things I want to cover here. First of all, the word cisgendered in itself. What the people on the LGBTQ plus side of the argument have done is what it seems to be the fashionable thing to do at the moment amongst left-leaning groups, is change the definition of something to suit their narrative. So they will have you believe that cis means on the same side of, or the same as, therefore a cis woman is someone who was born a woman and currently identifies as a woman. But that's incorrect. That's not what cis means. Cis is a term that comes from chemistry, and what it means is having two of the same atom in a particular part of a molecule. It doesn't actually translate over to biology at all. So saying cis man, cis woman, cisgendered, it does not make sense. In a biological context, cis does not make sense. It is wrong. The second thing I want to cover is respecting people's identity. Now, cis women have been coming forward to say, I just want to be called a woman, don't call me a cis woman. The people on the other side of the argument are saying, no, you can't just be referred to as a woman, you have to be referred to as a cis woman. So, let me ask you this. If there was a trans woman who had done all the surgery, all the treatment, everything they could possibly do, done the whole shebang, and they said, I've completed everything, I'm not transitioning anymore, I have transitioned, I don't want you to refer to me as a trans woman, I want you to refer to me as a woman. What would you say? Would you respect her identity, or would you say, no, you were born a man, or you were born male, so you therefore have to always refer to yourself as a trans woman. What would you say? Now, if your answer is, yes, of course I'd respect her identity and just refer to her as a woman, then if you do not respect the identity of a cisgendered woman when she wants to be referred to as just a woman, then you are discriminating. And if your answer is no, she must always be referred to as a trans woman, you're then not respecting her identity. So which is it? And there we go. That's a really good explanation there by Chris, and it just highlights a lot of the inconsistencies and hypocrisy of the left when they try saying things like, oh, a trans woman is just a woman, and 
that's the way it is. They've always been a woman. You can't say anything other than um, that, that, that they're a woman. But then when they try labeling people who are, you know, who are born women or who are born men going, oh, you're cisgendered. And when we go, no, like I'm just a man. Or if people go, I'm, I'm just a woman. No, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. You're, you're cis. And it's like, when it suits their argument, oh, you're, you're whatever you want. But if you go any little bit against them, oh, no, 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 you have to do this, you have to do that, you can't choose this, you can't choose that. Which is kind of ironic because their whole thing is about choosing. It goes back to the argument I had with the person who said you can't choose what parts of the community you support. But that's so weird when their whole argument is you can choose whatever you want to be. And that you shouldn't be tied down to the constraints of society, man. So that's my follow-up to that. And if you don't like it, that's your own business and we can agree to disagree. But that's where I'm at. That's where a lot of people are at. And nothing's going to change in in my mind. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad that it's out there because I feel like a lot of people are too afraid to come out and speak how they, you know, how they really feel. Like that thing in America where that obese man won the uh, award for, I don't know, was it like, you know, Miss America or whatever it was. I, I don't know the, like, the ins and outs of what the competition was. I just know it's it's a competition for women. Um, Let's actually, yeah, let's actually get up the exact title of what it was because I saw plenty of people talking about it and uh, it was it was quite interesting because... It did bring up a lot of interesting debate. So, yeah, the the Miss America pageant. Uh, Brian, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his second name, 19 years old, made Miss America history when he became the first transgender woman to win the Miss Greater. Why is this cut off now? Uh... To win the Miss Greater Derry title. Not to be confused with Derry in Northern Ireland. This is Derry somewhere in America. Yeah, I think that's so stupid. So stupid, to be honest. That is an obese man. That's what that is. That is an obese man who has won an award against... Like, I'm looking at the picture here, like... Yeah, like, that just doesn't sit right with me. And look, I, I, I'm I, not going to sit here and claim that I really care about Miss America and all that, but that's, that's just shit like that just doesn't sit right with me. That's a pure political move. As bad as this is going to sound, that's kind of like when Ukraine won the Eurovision. Like, let's be honest, Ukraine only won because of what was happening in Russia. And obviously, the whole war in Ukraine, you know, with the attacks on Russia, that's much more important than... Uh, anything that goes on in terms of, like, a competition. Like, the Eurovision pales in comparison to, like, people's lives being ended and destroyed by what's happening over over in uh, that side of the world. But as I said, like, Ukraine wouldn't have been anywhere near winning that competition had uh, that not happened. And I don't like when things become a political stance uh, within... Like, like that, like, that person, Brian, he's not beautiful. He's not beautiful as a man, and he's certainly not beautiful as a woman. I'm sorry, like, but he's not. I'm I'm not the best-looking fellow out there. I'm very aware of that. But I would have no right to win a beauty pageant. 
Absolutely not, male or female. And it just really pisses me off that these things are being done just to go, look at how progressive we are, look at how amazing we are, look at how much we're we're uh, evolving with society. And while society does always evolve, this is not the way to do it. I, I worry sometimes about where the world is going that way. And this is not me sitting here saying I'm against people who are transgender. Absolutely not. But that that person is he's not a beautiful woman. He's not. And yes, I am saying he, because he was born a man. And like whilst I, I I've all the sympathy in the world for people who go through that battle in their mind of feeling like they're in the wrong body and they want to transition and whatnot. I have all the sympathy in the world. But I do think it is harmful for a lot of these people when they expect everybody else to just go with what they say. Transgender, I'm a lot more on board with when it comes to, oh, I identify as they, them, because I just want to. And technically, it's it's how I've always felt because, you know, I, 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 I never felt like I fit in anywhere. And listen, we all go through things like that where we feel like we don't fit in. But... I think I might have mentioned this on the last episode. I don't understand how we went from saying that women can like things that men like and that doesn't make them any less of a woman to, oh, if a woman likes things that are more masculine or considered more masculine, then that must mean they don't identify as a woman and they shouldn't identify as a woman. They can now identify as non-binary so that they're they're in the middle. Like, where where did we, like, where, how did we get there? That's what doesn't make sense to me. How, how, how do we get there? And like Jordan Peterson, like, and this is something I only found out recently, like he apparently knew this was going to become a big issue in like 2015, 2016, when at that time it was kind of a small minority. Like the World Cup, at the time of recording, it starts tomorrow. And at the time of release, it will have started yesterday. Uh, it's between Qatar and Ecuador is the first game and obviously there's a lot of controversy about the Qatar World Cup but I'm seeing things like the US uh, national team replacing the red, white and blue with the rainbow flag on their crest now the players apparently won't be wearing this it's just going to be specific people in the crowd and like people like certain staff members of the US team who will have this which kind of defeats the purpose if the actual team itself isn't going to be wearing it But what annoys me about that is flags should be there to represent everybody, not just a specific group of people. I mean, like, whatever side you lean on, like, I look at the, like, the LGBT flag used to be the the rainbow flag. And now it's got, like, these colours, like, purple and black and, like, light pink and all this. And it looks terrible, in my opinion. It looks absolutely terrible. And it's funny because in a recent conversation I had with someone, uh, they referred to me as queer. And I said, don't ever call me that. Do not ever call me that word. I don't understand how that became a thing. Where people started referring to themselves as queer. And I remember I said to that person, that would be like if someone who had autism started going around calling themselves a retard. It doesn't make sense how this derogatory term, which was used as a homophobic slur for so long, is now being used as a word of identity when it comes to people who are not straight. I I don't, I'm not on board with that. 
Don't call me queer. Don't call me a faggot. And this is not a case of identifying. This is not a case of, oh, you're, you're misgendering uh, me or you're, you're, mis, uh, you're misinterpreting my sexuality. No. I am a bisexual man. I am. Like, that's just who I am. But do not ever call me the word queer. It's just, I don't like the word. And I wouldn't refer to anybody else as queer, even if they liked being called that. I'm not doing it. I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, like, if it was, like, this is another, like, funny kind of story about me. I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when I was, I think, maybe eight or nine. And I later found out as an adult, well, pretty much as a teenager, but, like, officially confirmed as an adult, that that was a misdiagnosis. And a lot of people I've actually spoke to recently have been saying that, uh, like, it was my brother's birthday a few weeks ago. And uh, I was talking to a couple of the parents who were at the, the party and, like, they were saying, like, yeah, how, like, their kids had been given assessments and everything for, for autism and, a- <coughs> excuse me, and Asperger's. <coughs> Here we go. <coughs> That's not getting edited out. I've edited out a few coughs on this episode. That one's not getting edited out because I can't be arsed. But uh, it was funny, like, that these people were saying to me how, like, a lot of these kids are just quiet. But instantly they're given a label. Now, with some kids, it's not a misdiagnosis. With some kids, they genuinely are autistic. And they genuinely have um, certain symptoms that do show signs of autism. And, and that's fine. And, like, Godspeed to those people who, uh, you know, go through the assessments to try and figure out what's the best way of helping them as they move forward. Um, and, and, like, you know, we've seen it, like... Like, you know, not to name people, but there were people in my college course who had autism and I could see in certain scenarios how that would affect them. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's sad to see like some of the things they have to go through, but like, I, I would never, ever think any less of these people apart from one of them who was a Liverpool fan. Again, I'm only joking. Um, but like, I remember one person in particular, like any kind of loud noises or, uh, I remember the speakers in the room that we were in, uh, room 120 is the name of the room. The speakers were horrific to listen to because they were just, they were very loud, very distorted and like you could barely hear what was actually being said. You could just hear noise, but like the words weren't really, you know, translating to your ears. And there was one person in my class, so I'm obviously not going to name because I don't want to talk about their, uh, you know, their experience without their permission by using their name. But I remember they had to leave the room because it was actually, it was triggering something within them. Um... And, like, that was quite, you know, it was quite sad to see that, oh, like, that must be a very hard thing for them to go through. And I know a lot of people who have autism don't like being around big crowds and it can make them feel uncomfortable and un- uneasy and they-, they can get quite agitated. And, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's quite a sight to behold. And, you know, as I said, I wish those people the best in, in, in their journey to deal with that. And the thought of these people going around referring to themselves as a derogatory term and trying to spin it into a way where, well, I'm going to call myself this so that they can't insult me by using these words. I just don't like that. I really don't like that, to be quite honest. It just doesn't sit well with me. And I can't tell people what to do. If people out there want to refer to themselves as queer, that's up to these people. It's not up to me. But what is up to me is what I feel uh, about that word. And I don't like that word. Because this wasn't always a thing where people who are of a certain sexuality refer to themselves as queer. And you can't tell me it always was a thing because it wasn't. That is a very recent thing. That's a recent thing that people have come up with and I don't understand it. 
I think in other senses it would become or it, it, like in other regards I should say it would be very strange if people started doing this as I said people who might have a learning disability referring to themselves as a word that's you know there to insult people with learning difficulties it doesn't make sense to me and I had this conversation before with Alex because we saw someone who tried to make the argument of the N-word and how certain people who are black obviously like to use the word, you know, the N-word to refer to themselves or to refer to their friends. But as we all know, there's two different words there. There's the word that ends with A and there's the word that ends with E-R. And any time I've heard a black person use that word, or one of those words, words, easy for me to say, they're referring to the word that ends with A, not E-R. And I'm not going to say the word, because it's, it's, it's a horrible word, and I would never ever say it. Unlike some people who unfortunately, as I experienced in Wales, there I remember we were watching United and Arsenal in a pub, and any time uh, Rashford... It was Rashford in particular, I noticed. Anytime Rashford would make a mistake or give away the ball or miss a chance, he was referred to as some horrible... Like, the, like the N-word was one of many words he was called. It, it was just horrible. It was disgusting. And I, and I don't like that. And, again, I keep going back to the conversation I had with the person who said you can't choose what parts of the, the community you support. But I remember they asked me, uh, was I against racism? And I was like, what, what the fuck do you think? What do you think? And she said, oh, oh, like, but I mean, like, you know, it's it's the same thing. I was like, it's not the same thing. And then came out the question, did you choose to be white? No, you didn't. Black people don't choose to be black. There's no choice in the matter. Like, there's that, there's that video of that American um, politician being asked to see identify as black when he is quite clearly a black man. And, and even he laughed at the question being like, what the fuck? How, how is that something that needs to be debated? And the girl who asked the question, who got quite aggressive with him, was like, it's a genuine question. You, you might not identify as black. What the... How would you, what do you mean he doesn't identify as black? He is fucking black. I, how is this a debate? Like, I'm white. I can't sit here and say I don't identify as a white man. I am very clearly white. That man was clearly black. We didn't choose these things at birth. This is just how we were born. Some people are born white. Some people are born black. And if you discriminate against someone because of the colour of their skin, you're an idiot. Because nobody can choose the colour of their skin. Nobody. It's genetics. It's not a choice. It's just so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that these things get debated. Like, gender dysphoria is a mental condition that now is being celebrated and, in a lot of ways, being encouraged. And we're, we're being told that there's hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of genders that you can choose from freely. And everybody has to agree with what you say when you choose one. And I can't get on board with that. There's men and there's women. And yes, there are people who transition from one to the other by going through surgeries. And I'm sure years of torment in their brain trying to come to terms with these things. And I wish those people the best in their journey. And it's funny, like I see a lot of people, um, 
you know, being interviewed who transitioned from one gender to the other. And they're not on board with the whole, oh, I, I identify as this. So, like, th- this is not exclusive to white, straight males. Like, that's the kind of misconception about this, is that people who are white, straight, male, and Christian are uh, completely against uh, these, you know, th- these leftist ideologies or these leftist, um, you know, beliefs. But that's not the case. There's lots of people who fall into some of these categories who also don't agree. It's it, like, that's the way it is. And I can't stay quiet on it any longer when, like I, I, like, I mean, it's funny. I didn't care about any of these issues up until maybe four or five years ago when there was a video on my YouTube um, timeline that kept getting recommended. It was about SJWs getting owned. And I was like, oh my God, I don't care about this video. I'm not into like that, in, into any of these arguments, whatever. And in my head, I went, well, look, I'm going to watch the video because maybe if I watch it, it'll, it'll go away. And then I went down a rabbit hole of watching like hundreds of these videos. And then I discovered people like Ben Shapiro and I discovered people like Steven Crowder and I discovered people like Jordan Peterson. And I discovered so many of these people who just actually use logic in what they say. And that doesn't mean that I agree with every single thing they say. Like Matt Walsh, for example, who was recently on Joe Rogan. I agree with a lot of the things he says, and then there are some things that I don't agree uh, with what he says. Like, I don't agree on his stance about people who are gay. I don't, and I've always been I've always been uh, vocal on this, that I don't believe homosexuality is, is a sin. I don't. Like, you don't, again, people don't choose to be gay. People who are gay were born gay. And it's, it's a man who's attracted to another man. Like, that's totally fine. There's, I, I don't see the sin in that. I, I don't personally. You know, and, and he was quizzed on this. And I was like, yeah, well, look, I, I, I don't agree with Matt Walsh on that. But I do agree with him on a lot of other things. So, that that's the way life is. Like, life, Mark Goldberg put it perfectly. Life is not always lived in red and green. There's a bit of amber there as well. You know, that there is a bit of amber where you can you can look at someone and go... Okay, I agree with 90% of what they say, but there's there's about 10% there that I, I'd be willing to kind of challenge them on, and that's fine. This idea that, like another person who is have is having this uh, kind of um, thing being thrown at them lately is Pierce Morgan, who obviously this past week interviewed Cristiano Ronaldo on his whole situation with United. And obviously, as a United fan, I took a great interest in this. And I've always said about Pierce Morgan, I actually don't mind Pierce Morgan. I don't agree with everything he says, but I think on certain things he speaks a lot of sense. And I think that's why a lot of other people don't like him, is because he is not afraid to hold back, and he's not afraid to speak how he feels. Obviously, in a lot of footballing terms, I don't agree with him, but there's a lot of other things that I do 100% agree with him on. Like, you know, not everyone is right. Nobody is right all the time, and nobody is wrong all the time. There, There is always that kind of, you know... I suppose, grey area, like, I know I said about red, green, and amber, that's kind of the, the, the traffic light system, but then you, you think of, like, black and white thinking. Like, there is a grey area a lot of the time. And that grey area is, okay, I agree with some of the things this person says, but I disagree with other things they say. Something else that came up this week is Scotty Tuhari, a man who I am so privileged to have met only a few months ago and worked on the same show as him. Uh, he recently came out and said he doesn't want to wrestle 
transgender or uh, excuse me intergender matches so an intergender match is obviously a match between a man and a woman a wrestling match between a man and a woman and he said because he has a 20 year old daughter he doesn't feel comfortable working these matches he wouldn't feel comfortable throwing a woman around a 20 by 20 ring well i mean independent rings probably aren't that big but (laughs) you know what i mean he doesn't feel comfortable throwing a woman around the ring uh, and he doesn't he doesn't want like his daughter seeing that and he said for promoters to please stop trying to book him in these matches which i think is completely fair and he has now had to come off twitter because of the abuse he was getting for this this makes no fucking sense to me it really doesn't like scotty too hotty despite the fact that he is an attitude era legend one of the most recognizable wrestlers from that era he's wrestled in some of the uh, biggest and most famous arenas in the world and yet was so unbelievably cool when we got to work with him in Phoenix back in July at Phoenix's last ever show. He was so cool. Um, you know, he he, he, was, he did a seminar with us where he, you know, uh, talked about his experience and we were allowed to ask him questions and he would give uh, his feedback and his advice. And I got to ask him a question um, about like, you know, some of the referees he worked with, like, you know, Charles Robinson, Earl Hebner, Mike Kyoda. And I asked him, you know, was there anything that set them apart from other referees? And like, is, is there anything that you as a wrestler who's wrestled for so long in so many different places, you know, is, is there something you would give advice? Um, you know, is there something you like referees to do when you're in the ring? And he gave a really cool answer and something that really stuck with me. And even though he's not a referee, he was still able to give me quite a lengthy answer. He didn't just brush the question off. He actually gave me a proper answer. Brought his son with him, you know, traveling around Europe, like a really cool guy and like unbelievably nice. And he's being outed just because he doesn't want to wrestle women. Like my, my thing on intergender matches is I can't tell people what they can do and what they can't do. I don't really like watching intergender matches if I'm being honest I they're just not my cup of tea um I refereed three intergender matches on the on the RCW show and I had no problem refereeing these matches uh like especially the main event which was fucking brutal but why I'm okay with that is because CBL and Raven Creed obviously were comfortable working with each other Matt Schuyler and Raven Creed, obviously comfortable working with each other. I'm struggling to remember what the other match was that I refereed, the intergender match. That was on the uh, the Matt and I show. Oh, crap. It was Raven and someone else. I can't remember, but I know it was Raven against a man. Um, and, and, like, yeah, like, that was... Look, obviously she was comfortable doing that. The, the guys she was wrestling, they were comfortable with uh, doing it as well. Whatever. I'm not really bothered that, you know... That that's what they wanted to do. That's fine. Um, it, it's all about what people are comfortable with. Do I think I could sit down as a fan and watch these matches? I I don't know. I, I really don't know. This is something that I, I would have to think about because generally I, I, I wouldn't really like the, the thought of intergender matches. Um, I know on the indies they might be slightly different to how bigger companies do them, but, you know, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the fact that I've refereed them and I've literally seen them firsthand, like I literally couldn't have been closer to one without physically being in the match or physically participating in the match, I should say, because technically I was in the match as the referee. Um, Yeah, like, I, you know, I don't know if I could sit down as a fan and watch it, but I'll, I'll referee it no problem because 
who am I to tell people what they can and can't do in a wrestling ring? At the end of the day, it is a predetermined, scripted show. It's 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 not a real fight, so whatever. Um, like, I know that's something Joe Rogan spoke about before. The uh, transgender woman who fought women without disclosing the fact that they were transgender and said that this was a medical condition that they didn't have to disclose with anyone beforehand and he was just beating the shit out of these women like annihilating these women and the record that this fighter had before uh, the transition wasn't great and as soon as the transition was made well it was a different story so I think it would be a different element uh, in that regard. I think it would be a different argument in that regard, I should say. But in terms of Scotty Tuhati getting shit for this, like, it just, I, I, I don't know, lads. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Like, so what that he doesn't want to wrestle women? Like, he, he's gone long enough without doing it. I think he'll be fine to do it for however else, or however long else he, or can't speak English, however long more he wrestles uh, in his career. Like, I don't know. Like I think again, if if you sat in that seminar and listened to some of the things that he said, you'd know there's no malice in what he's saying. That that's all I can say about that. But uh, yeah, it's it's the world has gone in a very weird way. The world has gone just very very strange and very. Um, I I couldn't imagine. Like it was it was funny. Like I'm recording this on Saturday. And I was watching Jackass 3 earlier. And oh my god, the memories it brought back. Like everyone knows I'm such a huge Jackass fan anyway. And I I adore all the guys. And ah, rest in peace, Brian Dunn. It was actually quite emotional seeing him again. It was really, really sad. But I remember watching Jackass 3 when it came out. I think I was like 13 when it came out. And the world was so different back then. It was so different. And I just, I, I, I was thinking back to when I first watched that film. And like, that's an explicit film. Like that, there's a lot of puking in that film. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of shit in that film. There is, but I love it. Um, and I, I just remember like watching that as a teenager. And if you told me back that, excuse me, if you told me back then that, you know, over a decade later, that the world would be in you know, the way it is and, certain things are being debated that have never been debated before because it, there was no debate there to be had. I wouldn't know how to have reacted. I really wouldn't have. And I, I do wonder, like, what schools are like now. Because I think of when I was 12, 13, 14 in school, like in, you know, first, second and third year. I just, I, I can't imagine what schools are like now. I really can't. Like, my younger cousin Dara, I know he's in first year now. And, like... I I would imagine that the first year that he is in against the first year that I was in are two completely different things. Two completely different things. And I, I do wonder, like, what is it like in these places now? Because a lot of other things are different from what they used to be. And I, I imagine school is one of those things. And obviously after COVID and stuff, like, a lot of things have changed. And I know schools were one of the things that changed a lot too. But yeah, I, I do wonder what those things are like. I really do. And yeah, that's kind of that, to be honest, lads. Uh, a Monday episode that, uh, you know, these things seem to be happening quite regularly recently. 
and I was thinking about this for a while to like make Monday episodes like a permanent thing. Like every Monday we would do an episode, but sometimes weekends are busy and it's hard to find the time to record. And, um, you know, it just, if even if I do find the time to record, I can be, I can be quite tired and I kind of just be putting up something for the sake of putting something up. So I do think that these will be kind of, like I don't think they'll ever be a permanent thing, the Monday episodes, but I am going to do my best to do more of them, if that makes sense. Because I do quite like them, especially if there's points that I might have forgot to make on the Friday episode, just like this time, where I've kind of forgotten how to, uh, forgotten how to? Right, there was certain points I forgot to make on that episode. Uh, and it's funny, like, because I was thinking about it yesterday, which would be Friday at the time of recording. God, I already can't wait for this Friday. Can't wait for this week to be finished. <laughs> um, like... When I was 18, 19, 20, 21 to a certain extent, I used to fucking love going out in the piss. As I nearly knocked something off my table. Going out in the piss just, like, all week could not wait for Friday, Saturday, and even sometimes Sunday to just get absolutely langers. Actually, the old thing back then was we used to go out on Thursdays as well. And now, at... 24 nearly 25 I still like to go out but I love having a nice relaxing weekend where I get to work on my projects I get to do whatever I want to do and not get absolutely hammered I get my lovely takeaway every Saturday night I normally watch an old wrestling show Uh, tonight for example I watch Jackass 3 I like my nights in I think they're so much fun I think they're so great and it's just so nice and refreshing to not look forward to getting absolutely wasted every weekend it's like everything in moderation like i have a staff party coming up in around three weeks time and i'm really looking forward to it and i think that's where i'm at when it comes to nights out at the moment it's kind of like there has to be a purpose to the night out we have to be celebrating something you know um, that like you know nine times out of ten at least it doesn't always have to be the case but I like going out when there's a reason to go out and there's something there to be celebrated like this like so the staff party is the Christmas party obviously and that's something that's really exciting for me I bought a suit for it and everything like I'm going all out for this but then when it comes to like you know just oh I'm going out for the sake of going out that just doesn't really appeal to me to be honest just not anymore and that's obviously part of growing up but I'm just so glad that I'm at that stage now because uh, there were times where I would like, I, I wouldn't be able to sit still without thinking about going out of a weekend. Like it would be rare that I would pick a weekend to not go out. Completely and utterly rare. Uh, and I would, I would spend all my money. Like the, the wages were gone almost as soon as they came in. Like that's how bad it used to be. Um, like looking back, like that's quite crazy. Like how I would get paid on a Friday and by Sunday morning, that money was gone. That money was gone, and it was not to be seen again until the next paycheck. So, pff, bloody hell. Those days, thankfully, are behind me, uh, where I just would spend all my money on a night out. And, like, I think that, you know, when you do go out, like, at a certain age, you, you, you do budget yourself. And I'm really good at that now. Wasn't always good at that, but I'm a lot better at that now than I used to be. Um, so, yeah. That's just something that's kind of interesting. 
yeah, that's kind of it, lads. Uh, thank you for listening to this Monday edition of Straight Outta Klein. I have had someone in touch with me recently who does want to come on this show. I've had two people actually recently uh, get in touch with me. Uh, both actually wrestling fans and both people who would like to come on here and... Uh, oh, Benzema's out of the World Cup. That's mad. Uh, both, uh, both wrestling fans and both would like to come on and talk about wrestling. So that could be something that we do... Uh, in the near future so stay uh, tuned for that and yeah enjoy this classic wrestling promo and i will speak to you all this coming friday right here on straight out of Klein. don't forget to go over to the youtube channel as well and check that out and uh there will be more content coming up on there this week i will be back streaming this week i feel a lot more refreshed i feel like i'll actually be able to get through a stream without nearly dying because of my throat being sore so stay tuned for that and talk to you all this Friday right here on Straight Outta Klein 2.0. AJ Styles. Or should I say, Alan Jones. I mean, since we're being real now. You know, for such a small man, you got a really big mouth. And I don't know if you have a big set. Or you're just really that stupid. Either way, your mouth's writing checks, your ass can't cash. I'm sure you thought by dropping some pipe bombs, you'd get under my skin. Son, I've heard a lot worse from far better than you. Although I must admit, there are some truths to what you've been saying. You said maybe 10, 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't want to try me. You're damn right you wouldn't want to. You were content being a big fish in a little pond because you knew back then you didn't have what it takes to hang with The Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, Edge, the very best this business had to offer. The phenomenal one, my ass, you waited till they were all gone. Except for me. Now I'll be the first to admit, I've got far more matches behind me than I do in front of me. But Alan, you stepped in something now there's no coming back from. Your foolish pride is making really bad decisions for you. All the things you said about me, I get it. I do, it's just business. Where you crossed the line though, was the first time you mentioned her. I think your pride is playing games with you again. I think you're mad because she does the faith breaker, AKA the styles clash better than you do. She got it over. No matter the reason, you're gonna pay the ultimate price for disrespecting her. My wife, Michelle McCool. And you're gonna pay that price in a boneyard. Remember, that was your idea. You wanna be relevant at the showcase of Immortals, WrestleMania. And who better to make that happen than The Undertaker? Try me. I'll make you famous. 
and I hope you bring those two ass clowns, Gallows and Anderson, with you. All three of you can feel the wrath of the unholy trinity I'm bringing with me. Just know you will feel the pain. You will get hurt. And you will suffer. And most importantly, you will rest in peace.